Hey world, welcome to Crazy Mama Biz. I am your host, Tavon, or Tay for short. On this podcast, I'm going to dive into the crazy things that come with being a mom, or with any parental role for that matter. Please come and join this journey as I talk about my experience and navigating all of the craziness that come with it. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Crazy Mama Biz. And I say welcome back because I'm at a point where I am rebranding my podcast. As you guys know, I started in like 2019 and then I think I did a little bit in 2021. I can't remember, but I'm rebranding and I'm restarting this because I I really didn't stay consistent with my podcast. So I'm here now. I'm doing this over again. And because of the craziness that I've been through, I I just kind of dialed back and slowed down. But we're here with it. You know, let's get into it. You know, my name is Tavon. I'm reintroducing myself. And I go by Tay for short. And this is my podcast, Crazy Mama Biz. Um, in this podcast, I just kind of want to talk about the journey of motherhood, um, the things I've been through as a parent. Hopefully, you know, the problems I've had to solve, the things I've come across, it'll help my listeners. So if you're out there listening to me, I hope my podcast helps you. I hope that my journey helps you. Some of my testimonies help you. And I'm hoping that we learn and grow together. So, you know, be a participating listener. I think I have some Q&A on the end of some episodes. So, you know, let me know what you guys think. Um, go ahead and follow me on TikTok, on Facebook, and on Instagram. All of my handles should be iCulture underscore LLC. Um, and that's just my business name. I have a business called Inclusive Culture. I hand make um, customized bonnets, which we'll get into, you know, quite a few times. So bear with me while I shake back. I'm trying to get to the point where um, I'm really able to consistently do everything that I want to do. Um, So, yeah. So I'm going to go right in and just tell you guys a little bit about myself. Excuse me. So um, I have three kids and their ages are 14, 7, and my last one just turned 5 in December. So, um, yeah, that's where I met in my, my journey. Um, I was a teen parent. My first child was born right before I turned 17 years old. Um, and that in itself was rough. Like, I went through a lot I was experiencing a lot I didn't know a lot about life but um being a mom definitely grew me up really fast um my second child he has autism so we're definitely going to talk about um special needs later in the episodes and what what I've taken and what I've learned and the sacrifices I made to help my son and um all of his struggle areas um i do want to point out excuse me that um having a child with special needs is a never-ending learning process so if you have 
a child out there who is having some special needs, <laughs> who has some um, something that requires a little extra help from mama, we're definitely going to talk about those. And I empathize with you. So come on, join this journey with me. I have a lot to say, a lot to talk about. I've been a mom for a long time. I'm 31 years old now, so I feel like... Um, it's been an it's been whew, a ride, okay? It's been a ride. And bear with me, I'm a little nervous. Um, I feel like I'm talking in front of a crowd right now. <laughs> Cause no is there's no telling who's listening. So if you're listening, bear with me while I get out all of my jitters. But like I was saying, I have three kids. Um, and I was a teen parent and that that was a journey. I got pregnant um, when I was 16 years old. And right before I turned 17, my baby girl was born. Um, being a teen mom, as you know, is, is never easy. My upbringing was, um, I'm going to use the term disadvantaged because I really don't know. I don't want to say poor because my mom... She never made it seem like we was poor. Like I knew we didn't have as much as everybody else, but I don't I don't want to say we was poor. I'm going to say we were disadvantaged. We had uh a lot of things that just didn't go our way. Um but through that process, um I just was going through a lot mentally. Like I had some things that happened to me in my life that kind of um shaped the way that I parent after so long and then it took effect on me later on in life um mental wise I've always been kind of spiritual I've always been what I what I would say close to God I've always just kind of like um turned turned to Christ for a lot of stuff like I grew up around people who were heavily involved in the church it took my mom a minute to get there but she was always connected to somebody who went to church and so that kind of helped me and my siblings get involved um in church too so a lot of times you you might hear me crying on here you might hear me saying a prayer you're gonna hear me talk about god on here um because ultimately through this journey through having to be a parent especially a teen mom um, I had to rely on my faith to get me to where I am right now and um, to get me through some of the things that I've gone through. So you're going to hear me talk a lot about my faith, um, what I believe and, you know, things like that. So if you don't like God, if you don't want to hear about me praying, if you don't want to hear about none of that, I'm just going to let you know right now. You might have to skip some of those episodes. But just know that it is a journey and everybody's journey is their own. That was just a part of my journey. Um, but after I had my baby, um, shortly after, life just kind of took its course over on me. I ran away when I was 17. We were just, uh, my home life, I was going through a lot. Um, my mom was dating this guy and... A lot of things had gotten into my head. I had gotten so naive at that time that um, I had decided to run away a little bit after I turned 17. Um, I want to say when I did get out of my mom's um, house, 
I think my baby was like three months old. Ooh, that's early. <laughs> I know a lot of y'all like, dang, girl. But yes, my baby was three months old. And um, the first the first place I went was to a close friend. Um, I met this lady in a small town in Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana, y'all. Y'all don't know. Um, I met this lady in a small town in Louisiana. I'm not going to say the city because it's very small. And if people on here listening and knowing me, I just, I don't want to go that far, which I will later. But right now we're not going to go that far. But, um, this particular family friend was, um, she had a lot of street knowledge. And so this is where I started to kind of develop, um, my sense of survival because this lady, she taught me a lot of what to do and what not to do. And she probably doesn't even know it outside of like speaking to me directly, but her actions and um, the stuff I witnessed being around her. She just kind of like, you know, I'm going to say she taught me by accident. <laughs> but um, so that was the first place I went. I went to this family friend um, that was close to my mom. And, um, I just kind of, you know, stayed over there. She kind of helped me with my baby a little bit, but then it got to a point where she was like, I don't know, Tay, you, you know, you can't stay here, you know, too much longer. I don't really want to be responsible for you. And so that's when the kind of the journey just, you know, again, it began to take its course. Um, my relationship with my child's father i know y'all probably wondering when i'm gonna get to that i'm gonna go ahead and dump go ahead and get into it to kind of just rip off the band-aid for you guys and for myself because yes it just it gets real so um i met him um about 30 miles uh you could see uh outside of the town that i was living in at the time um and I was staying with my godmother when I met him, but the relationship kind of continued after I moved back with my mom and everything like that. Um, and so, you know, we ended up getting together um, shortly after we met. I'm going to say months after we met. I was ready to have sex for the first time, and he was my first. And then, boom, first time I had sex, I was pregnant not long after that. So that's pretty much how that happened. We ain't going to talk about the whole birds and a bees thing, okay? So if you got little ears listening, some of these episodes just going to be raw and uncut, okay? Um, But yeah, shortly after um, I got pregnant by him and, you know, our journey begins. And I'm about to dive into that now. Like I said, the lady, um, we're going back now, the lady who... um, who took me in after I ran away. She was like, um, I'm going to say she was a family friend because she knew my mom. She knew all my siblings. Um, she knew my mom's boyfriend. So it was just kind of like, you know, one of those things. And um, shortly after, she just kind of was like, you know, Tay, you're going to have to do something, you and your baby, because I don't really want to be responsible for you guys. You know, she didn't want to be responsible if I had to miss school or anything like that. So essentially, I called my godmother, and then my godmother took me in, um, and I and I ended up transferring schools and stuff like that. And she just kind of tried to help me get situated. My my godmother um, is a really 
nice lady. She's really, um, she dresses well. She, you know, she took care of all of her kids. And um, she was just one of those people my mom met through her journey and stuff like that. So she was one of those ones who went to church. So she took us to church, um, my sister and I, and, you know, just kind of like helped, you know, develop us in the best possible way. Um, things had gotten a little shaky, though, when I went to my godmom's house. Um, just my experience, you know, it was just kind of like a weird situation for me, like, I didn't know really what she had expected of me or kind of like what was going on. But I kind of just had gotten to a point where I really wanted to shut down. I didn't, though. I did not shut down. Um, if you guys are wondering, yes, I did go to school and I finished school. I graduated. My daughter was two years old when I graduated. Um... Well, she wasn't two yet. She was she was turning two later that year. Um, so I did I did graduate high school, um, and everything like that. But when I went to my godmother's house, she had helped me get established. Like she had got me on food stamps, and she kind of helped um helped me navigate that process of getting like. A pediatrician for my daughter and just a whole lot of stuff going so that you know I, I can maintain life for myself and for her um the the problems came when you know I don't know I guess um I had to start being treated like an adult like if you've never seen me in person I'm 31 years old, but I promise everybody says I look like a child. Now, I see the changes in my life, but nobody else does. Everybody sees me like a little kid. So I have that type of struggle going on. <laughs> but um, the problems, um, it, it wouldn't, which it, it wasn't really problems now that I'm looking back on it. But in that time, for me, it was kind of a, a big deal. But um, the treatment started to change. I know that I noticed it. Um, things started to be a little different. Like, I don't know what was going on in anybody in the household's mind. Cause like my godmother, she has, um, three boys and a daughter of her own. And, um, I know their family dynamic, they were all kind of close and she had a two parent household. So she was married and everything like that. And, um, they raised all their kids together and stuff. So for me um, to just, you know, she for her to be taking me in um, and helping me to raise this baby, helping me to navigate life, it was just kind of like the dynamics of our relationship would change. You know, I don't think I talked to her um, as much as I should have to let her know, like, what I was feeling and what I was going through emotionally and mentally. And then also... I didn't, um, I didn't create the space where I was able to just like, um, I don't know, I guess express my concerns to her. Like I didn't really have anybody. I didn't find her to be a person that I really wanted to confide in. And it would be some of our conversations too. Like, I don't know, some of the conversations people would have if I was going to confide in them, they would probably say something 
off the hinges that will probably like I can't even now I can't even come to you what I was coming to you about because you done said that prior to me even getting out what I was going to say so it was kind of like and that wasn't just her it was just you know the people around me and I tried to take it as basically they were looking out for me I tried to make sure you know I I thought of it as maybe you know maybe I'm the one that's you know tripping maybe you know because I know that I'm a person they kind of just like Where's my feelings on my sleeve, if if I can say that yet? I'm going to say that. I'm, I'm a kind of person that wears my feelings on my sleeve. Like, anything could really just kind of change my demeanor or, you know, my attitude towards a situation. So, but um, I stayed with my godmother for a little while, I think, all of my junior year of school or what, what was left of it. Because when I moved out of my mom's house, I was still in. 11th grade so when I um when I moved to my godmother's house I finished out my 11th grade year and um began part of my senior year there as well so um between between that year and a half maybe um we we had you know we had a lot of ups and downs y'all like one time um I think it was like for my junior prom. I remember I remember this so so vividly. Um it was my junior prom and I don't know we were doing some fixing up, you know, I was looking for a dress and this that and the third and it was just, you know, I didn't I didn't really want to go but my friends kind of convinced me. They was like, "Yeah, girl, come on, you know, it's going to be all right." And then my godmother, she didn't want me to miss the experience either. So, you know, she kind of helped me, you know, get ready for that and everything like that. So basically, um this this very particular situation that happened, you know, we was I don't know, I can't remember, like we was riding in a in a car we was coming from shopping somewhere. And um I remember her giving me some uh stipulations on prom night you know like when you get to prom you know you know have a good time don't don't do too much no drinking you know just kind of laying down the rules and stuff like that and then she gave me a curfew which I was like okay you know that's cool or whatever like that like I really didn't say anything back I was just listening to her because at this point you know she's taking care of me she's helping me with my child and all of this other stuff but then it gets down to a point I don't know I asked I asked a question, but she kind of used me as this horrible example for my god sister. So I could remember this conversation we was in the car and we just, you know, we riding or whatever. And then she goes to talking about like, see, this is why you don't get yourself into these type of situations. Don't be out here getting pregnant while you're young. You know, this is what happens. You can't really enjoy your life. Da 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 da. You know, saying stuff like that. So I could remember like my heart dropping to the pit of my stomach in that moment because it was kind of like I knew I didn't want to be that example. Like one, I didn't want her to use me as an example to her child. Like, I mean, for her, she might have saw that as the perfect teaching moment. Like, I don't want to be no grandparent early, whatever the case may be. But for me, it was kind of like a, you know, that that didn't sit right with me it was kind of like why would you i gotta take a deep breath on that one because it's like 
why would you do that? I mean, if you wanted to do that, not in front of me would have been probably like great. But for me, it just kind of put it for me. It was kind of like, oh, so that's how you really feel about me being around. Like it was I didn't understand. I didn't I didn't have a full understanding of why at that moment, at that time that she felt like that that was this perfect timing to say what I'm going to say, use this example, whatever, whatever. But that's what I mean when I say, you know, people people um, have made it their business to talk about some things before you can even create that safe space with them. So before I even got to that point, you know, before I can even express to her how I felt, um, you know, about not going to prom and how I felt about, just certain things surrounding that situation she didn't even give me the opportunity to have that safe space to talk to her about the situation but anyway we're going to take a break right here and i'll be right back what's up y'all welcome back um i was just talking if you missed the um, first half of my podcast go back and listen to it i was just talking about like um my situation with being a young parent and you know when I had to live in my godmom's house so y'all know the last part of my story I was talking about how she just kind of used me as this horrible example for her daughter not to make the same and I put in quotations mistakes because I don't see kids as mistakes things happen the way they're supposed to happen in this life um whether we want them to or not it stuff just happens but I definitely don't see that as um, being a mistake. It's been quite a ride. My daughter and I have grown up together. But, you know, like I said, this is my story. So, anyways, um, like I said, in that moment, I just kind of felt, um, I guess, like a little bit of betrayal. Because it was just kind of like, now I know I can't go to you because this is how you feel about me. You feel like I'm just this bad example not to say that that's how she felt because I don't know I didn't ask I didn't question her or anything like that it was just kind of like in my mind that's the way I perceived it that was my reality my reality was I'm just this bad example I shouldn't even be around here like this this is not what I want and so in that moment, like, like I said, my heart, it just kind of dropped to the pit of my stomach. I was like, man, like, am I really that bad? Like, is this really that bad? Am I, am I just like, you know, setting like the worst example for any of my, you know, close family, my sisters, my, you know, God brothers, you know, whoever is out there. I just didn't want to be seen as this bad example. So in my mind that day, I just kind of developed this prove all wrong type of deal. And I've been in survival mode ever since. I've been um, fighting to get to a point where I have not become that statistic, where I have proven um, some of these comments wrong and things like that. Going back a bit real quick, I'm going to go back. I remember first getting pregnant. Um, a lot of, Where I'm from, a lot of people thought I wasn't even going to finish high school. They thought I was going to be a dropout. They thought it wasn't going to work. Um, I don't know if y'all heard this term in a long time, but I was called fast. 
And if you don't know what I don't even think we use that now. Like I haven't heard nobody call nobody that in a long time. But if you don't know what the term fast mean, it just means a young girl who is ready to, you know, like go out and have sex, be with boys, whatever the case may be. That's how the older folks called us back in the day. They said we was fast. But I was called all type of things um, in a negative light, you know. And I think my mom was really angry about it, too. Like, my mom, she didn't she didn't appreciate the fact that I was pregnant, I'm sure. Like, I don't know. I, I would be upset, too, if my teenage daughter was pregnant. I just wouldn't want to see her having a struggle like that. Like, that's, that's hard, you know. Um, I don't think nobody would want to see that. Um, so she didn't, my mom didn't have like a really good reaction to that announcement. That's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. And I'm going to get into that too. Um, but <clears throat> she, um, my godmother who I'm talking about, she just set the tone in that moment, um, you know, to be in survival mode, to just kind of get get to a point where I'm I'm fighting this and I'm fighting against the statistic I'm fighting against um the negative comments I'm fighting against the negative thoughts or what I think is negative thoughts and um I'm I'm now in this I'm about to prove you wrong type of deal I I got so angry and so hurt by that I think I cried for like a week even at I didn't, I didn't even have a good time at prom because the conversation the thought like it just kept running through my mind like I don't and it was just I don't know it was a struggle for me so anyway after um after living with my godmom I essentially ran away from her house too some other things happened but we'll dive into that as we talk about um dealing with traumas and healing and things like that so you'll hear me go back and forth a lot and it'll make sense, I promise. I'm a rambler, but I promise the story. <laughs> it will make sense. Um, but um, after living with my godmom for about, I think, that year or year and a half, whatever, I, um, I essentially called on my child's father and moved in with his family. Um, now, this right here, this right here was, it was a hot mess. <laughs> It was, it was very much so, um, I don't know, a character, a character builder for me. It definitely, I definitely continued to build up strength, courage, bravery, all type of things when I made this move. So, like I said, essentially when I, um, when I decided to move away from my grandmother's, uh, my godmother's house, um, I moved with my child's father and his family and that kind of went down south pretty quickly so um again like I said I was in the 12th grade when I started living with them and um that whole situation see it's hard for me to still talk about because I'm I, like I said I keep picturing like me talking in front of a crowd I gotta stop doing that because it's just me and this recording <laughs> So y'all give me a moment, give me a moment, I'm here with it. Okay, so back to what I was saying. Um, my my child's father 
had become um, abusive during the time that I stayed with them. His family kind of, they kind of helped with the abuse, not physically, but, you know, mentally, verbally, emotionally, I started to become abused. At this point, I'm, um, I'm 18, and I have this child who's uh almost a year and a half like you know just remember that this is a journey so my timeline might be off a little um i think i moved with them yeah when i was about 18 um so i could remember when i moved in with them they all wanted to be around me they all wanted to be around the baby and um they they seemed to be so welcoming it was kind of like they they wanted me there and they was ready to take us in. They was like, we're going to help you. We're going to watch your kid. You're going to finish school. You're going to graduate. You know, do whatever you want to do to get where you want to be. Um, later in life, that just wasn't the case. So basically, um, let me tell you all a quick story about how this transition came about. So the transition came about, I called my child's father up. And I was just, you know, I complained to him a lot about what I was experiencing in my godmother's house. Um, I ain't gonna say I complained to him, I confided in him. I just talked to him and expressed how I was feeling, you know, some of the stuff that was going on, and you know, how I didn't feel comfortable any there anymore, how I didn't feel the love there anymore, and how I wanted to get away. So uh, one weekend, it was his time to come pick me and the baby up so we could just kind of spend time together or whatever. And his family was going to Texas, so I rode with them to Texas. And y'all, when we was in Texas, I picked up this habit of smoking Black and Miles. Like, why would I do that? I don't know. It was the first Black and Mile I had picked up, and I I don't know. I don't know what made me want to. I was just stressing. I was just like, hmm, let me try it. I see people smoking. I wonder what nicotine do to the body when you stressed. So I I picked one up. Um, and so when he found out that I was smoking a black amount. That was the first time he had laid hands on me. He had slapped me so hard, I fell. And everybody was standing around looking at me. Like, nobody came to my defense. Nobody um, told him that that was wrong. Nobody said anything. Like, none of the women in the house, none of the men in the house, like, I don't know what was going on, but nobody said anything. So I remember running into the room and just crying like why would he slap me like I'm not an adult I couldn't even process what had just happened but yeah I just remember him slapping me so hard and I didn't do anything back nobody did anything back nobody said anything or in like it just kind of like everybody went quiet and the room started spinning not because how hard he slapped me so don't laugh that was not funny like I'm still living <laughs> right now but the room started spinning because it was just like I don't know like I went somewhere else like my mind just took me to another place in that moment and so that was the first time that he had physically um abused me most people would think oh no you hit me one time I'm leaving that did not happen for me y'all rest assured like I said this is a journey I'm about to take y'all with me okay y'all about to come with me on this journey so um, I remember sitting in the room and about five or 10 minutes later is when he comes in and he's just talking about, I'm so sorry. 
I didn't mean to hit you that hard. I would never do it again. I just don't want you smoking. Like, that's a bad habit. It's not, you don't need to be doing it, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, you could tell me that. We don't have to argue and, and talk about that. Even though, like, it's not like I didn't know smoking was a bad habit, whatever, whatever. But that's not something that you chastise another adult for. Basically, is I guess is what I'm trying to get at. That's that's what I'm gonna say. That's that's the term I'm gonna use. That's not what you're gonna chastise another adult for. So in my mind, I'm like, why would why would he hit me to try to tell me something like that? But that was the um that was the first time he'd ever hit me. And so we were in Texas. I want to say about like a week or two, and then. We come back to Louisiana, and my godparents are looking for me. They're like, where are you at? What are you doing? I can remember so vividly the storm was, it was a storm coming. The rain was really bad, whatever, whatever. And so they end up um, calling me, and I'm like, I'm never coming back. I'm going to stay here. I, I had told them I was still in Texas, that da 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 I wasn't going to be coming back. I don't want to stay there anymore, whatever, whatever. And it was like, no, nah, you coming back, like you know, whatever the case may be. So anyways, ultimately, I ended up staying with my child's father and um, his family. And um, the journey continues from there. Uh, So basically, you know, I'm going to school and things like that. And, you know, I'm still again on government assistance, food stamps or whatever. And I'm just trying to navigate my way through learning how to now deal with that I've been physically abused and the abuse that's continuous continually added on throughout this process so you know upon making it back to Louisiana you know he's trying to I guess fix the situation and you know we start to get along and you know I'm taking care of my baby I'm doing all the things that I need to do or what I feel like needs to be done, you know, the feeding, just going to school, making sure somebody's safe is keeping her and um, things like that. So it's it's just kind of crazy, you know, how a lot of a lot of this stuff um, started to develop for me. So, like I said, this is a journey. It's a learning process. And I want y'all to come with me. I want to take y'all through some of my experiences and how I got out of them, you know, basically. Um, so you'll hear me. If you know me, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if not, thank God, because I don't want y'all to see me <laughs> picture that, that that's, um, I don't know, I guess the type of stuff that I put myself through. But I want y'all to know who I am. And I want y'all to, if you're going through this situation, I want y'all to learn that, um, for one, it's never okay for um, a man to hit a woman, nor a woman a man. If you're in a relationship um, with somebody, it's never okay that it gets to the point of hitting. You know, we all have our arguments. We all have our disagreements. We may even stop talking to each other for a couple hours. But hitting is never okay. And um, there's no easy way out. This is going to be a journey where you hear me talk about, I had to pray my way out of this. I had to pray 
pray and pray hard um, to get out of that situation. So anyway, like I said, I'm taking y'all through this journey. Um, get back to Louisiana, and he's just trying to, you know, make the situation better. And it really doesn't get any better, guys. Um, um, the abuse continued. It got it got worse over time. It was the yelling, the screaming, the name calling. Um, I've been kicked. I've been slammed on the ground. Um, and it and it just gets crazy and crazier and crazier. Um, at some point, he even held my legs. He held me over a bridge by my ankles, y'all. I'm a very small individual. I'm not real big. And at the time, I was 17, 18. I probably weighed, like, no more than 85 pounds. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't get any, um, better. So, if you're going through an abusive situation, I encourage you to love yourself enough to leave. Don't get to a point where your life is being taken away from you, where you're being drained and and sucked dry. I encourage you to, um, one, pray, two, plan, and three, execute your escape. Because um, you don't want to tell your abuser that you're leaving. You don't want to set yourself up like that. And we'll get into that, too. We'll talk about um, all of that stuff throughout this journey. Like I said, y'all bear with me because I really want to do this podcast and I really want to talk about my journey. Um, but it's been such a tough one that I'm having to heal through this as well. So, And yes, I go to therapy. I get counseling and everything. And I'll talk about um a little bit of that how that's benefiting me as well so like i said this is a journey and i want y'all to enjoy the ride um if you can relate yes and if you can't then i guess you learning something new sis <laughs> i guess you learning something new um but yeah so anyway i'm gonna go ahead and end this episode and you know we'll pick this back up in my next one so thank y'all for coming along with me on this journey. And again, welcome to Crazy Mama Biz. I'm your host, Tay. Bye.